This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome to the podcast Secrets of the North, a podcast about true crime in Northern BC, recorded on the traditional and unceded territory of the Dunezaw peoples. I'm your host, Emily Gallen. And I'm the co-host, Janelle Lapushinsky. Our podcast may contain mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, Janelle. Hi, Emily. Um, this is different. This is this is a new beautiful face sitting across from me, and I like I it. I mean, I almost debated wearing a bald cap and a little mustache today. Oh, um, I really wish you would. So I could just be faux spencey but r.i.p spencer yeah i mean yeah big he's rip. still alive yeah but, but he's, not to us no he's dead to us he's definitely dead. he's a little dead inside he's very much dead to us um right. i hope his grandmother's doing well though yes love her um okay janelle let's uh deep dive now i i'm ready are you ready for your first deep dive i am i'm okay. super excited okay well i probably wrote this article um oh god a long time ago so it's i feel like i'm going to be rereading it for the first time as well so i'm excited i know it's a journey for me um also to note about this case that we're going to be covering is the brother of this individual we're chatting about actually did reach out to spencer and i um we were unable to eventually like connect um and have a meeting of some sorts but we still wanted to go ahead and promote this information because this is about a missing person oh wow mm-hmm. okay and we did also have a family friend of this missing person reach out to us as well the you know the family i think is still kind of in the area maybe prince george area um and they're still very much invested in looking for their brother of course i mean you always want to bring your loved one home no matter what that's mm-hmm. just absolutely heartbreaking mm-hmm. but I'm glad to hear that they are still so actively involved. All right, here we go. The picturesque campsite along the Salmon River in Prince George, British Columbia, appears to be the perfect place for a family vacation. However, this serene location has a dark history that still haunts the family and community to this day. On August 4th, 2002, a family and their foster children were camping in the beautiful northern BC wilderness when tragedy struck. One of the foster children, Joseph Andrews, disappeared without a trace. The family had been in the area for a reunion and they were tubing along the Salmon River in front of campsite number four when the incident occurred. According to user LokiBot on Documenting Reality's website, Joseph was tubing down the river wearing an orange flotation device and riding on a yellow tube when he was last seen around 3 p.m. that day. He had been called back to come in and his brother recalls that the foster mother told him someone would pick him up and bring him back. Unfortunately, no one ever saw him again so i have to say here when i was talking with the brother it sounds like the foster mother said to the brother don't worry about joseph he's he'll he'll be back of course it's it's someone's grabbing him why would you think anything else exactly well the search for joseph was massive with over 3,800 people coming to prince george to help with the search effort There were 60 search and rescue participants, 34 street workers, police dog service units, 
helicopters, and even civilian pilots who offered their flight time to come help look for the missing child. However, the only significant clue that turned up was a set of footprints that matched Joseph's shoe size, found on a sandbar at the conjunction of the Fraser River and the Salmon River. And I actually oh looked, I mapped it out, and I was trying to pinpoint this exact area um, where the sandbar could be. Um, and then when the, the river just keeps going on, right? Yes. Um, like yeah. rivers do. <laughs> As they do. The discovery of footprints raised hope that Joseph could still be alive. However, after a week had passed, the search party failed to find any other evidence of Joseph's whereabouts. His tube, clothing, and life jacket were never found. RCMP Constable Mike Herchuk stated that they had not found a single shred of physical evidence from Joseph's person since that day. Wow. And bright yellow, it was a yellow yeah. tube and like a bright orange um, water vest. So quite... You know, I'm 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 picturing those orange '80s class. You know that classic With the blue water and the little, vest, like yeah, the little the anchor. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's exactly what I'm imagining as well. I mean, 2002, everybody had those. Yeah, and if they find the foot footprints on a sandbar, they're obviously going to comb and search that area. Yeah. If he had gone there, those items aren't going to deteriorate like the plastic no, like not that quickly no it'd be quite at easy all. to find especially with the aerial searches yeah you would see that stand out quite quickly if it were yes. on a level or something that is honestly horrific that it's as if he has just vanished it's well, and we'll get into some theories as well okay Joseph's foster parents, Debbie and David Malthus, who had fostered him for around four years at the time of his disappearance, were devastated. In an interview with the media, Debbie expressed her hope that the police would find out what happened to him. She also said that Joseph had an outgoing personality and was very accepting of everyone. He was spontaneous, usually happy, and loved everyone. This brings me to... Um, my work and when i see a lot of children in foster care with sometimes attachment um concerns and some were will just love everyone and jump into anyone's car and yeah. talk to any stranger any affection is good affection right? exactly any yeah. attention is good attention yep unfortunately the malthuses are no longer alive to seek closure oh. leaving joseph's brother leo and a close friend of the family to wonder what could have happened to him they believe that Joseph may have been abducted. And according to Documenting Reality's website, Mrs. Malthus feared the same thing. And I know that the brother Leo um, did mention that the biological mother is also still alive and wanting, obviously wanting oh, closure for her child. Yeah, yep. of course. Joseph was a small child at the time of his disappearance, weighing only 69 pounds and standing four foot nine inches tall. He was wearing a dark shirt, navy blue knee-length shorts, a yellow baseball cap, and sandals that were size three. Oh, my heart. That's tiny. He's just so little. It is noteworthy that two months before Joseph's disappearance, a young tree planter named Nicole Hoare has also vanished from northern BC on June 21st, 2002. She was last seen leaving camp and dropped off on Highway 16, west near Gunther Road. She had plans to hitchhike to Smithers to visit her sister, but was never found. Although RCMP said that they have had over 450 sightings reported about her, she remains missing. She is one of the women on 
listed as the highway of tears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. These cases are not officially linked, but it is intriguing that two missing persons cases occurred so close together in a similar area, although under very different circumstances. This is a case related to the Highway of Tears, a stretch of Highway 16 where many Indigenous women and girls have gone missing and been murdered since 1969. So off the top of my head, I want to say that Nicole was or is the only white woman, the only, the only Caucasian woman listed in the Highway of Tears, I, but I could be wrong. Um, I believe this, because it was a, a Caucasian woman and not an Indigenous woman, finally sparked some more attention for the Highway of Tears cases. Which is just devastating yeah. that that's what it took for people to seem to even care. Cuckoo bananas. Yeah. As if, yeah. I mean, the fact that we have to have an acronym, MMIW, is just beyond. Like, that is the evidence right there that it, there's an absolute disgusting issue. If you look through the cases that um, we've covered in the past, statistically, it is Indigenous women. Yeah. And so it's just proof right on our doorstep exactly especially in the north yeah the number of missing children in canada varies from year to year according to the royal canadian mounted police there were 40,425 reports of missing children in canada in 2020 however it is important to note that this number includes both runaways and abduction cases and many of these reports are quickly resolved of these reports the majority 93 percent were found within seven days and 97% were found within a month. Nevertheless, any number of missing children is cause for concern, and the Canadian government and law enforcement agencies continue to work to improve their efforts to locate these missing children and prevent future disappearances. Child abduction is still a serious concern, and it's important for parents and caregivers to take steps to prevent it. So I researched a few things that people can do to help keep their children safe. Number one, teach your child about personal safety. Teach them stranger danger. I think we all remember stranger danger as oh, a kid. Mm -hmm. yes. And some children obviously need far more teaching and instruction to follow certain steps than others. Yes. Um, if they're neurodivergent, for example. Um, but teach them about safe strangers like police officers and store clerks and who they can actually go to ask for help if they feel threatened. Uh, number two, they said supervise your child, which I mean, duh, but also... It happens in a blink of an eye. That yes. sounds accusatory yeah, to me. Yeah, that sounds victim blaming. Yeah. Number three, use a buddy system. Encourage your child to walk and play with a friend and teach them to look out for each other. This can actually reduce the risk of abduction and make it easier for your child to get help if they need. I have read many cases when it was two children, one was taken, the other one usually was able to like help lead get to them. find the perpetrator. Yes, I have definitely heard a few stories of that nature as well, or that just the two deterred and the sense like I've had close friends yeah. who like got their jacket snagged in a door and luckily a friend was with them to pull the opposite direction. Yeah. And even two in numbers, you might be less likely to be a target. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, number four is to stay informed, to be aware about what's going on in your community. I, I say here, follow local news and social media, but I think not, not everyone might not know, but uh, people know that news is not really on not social really media. Not really coming anymore. right now. Not, uh, not the best. No. Go, go to your, your Facebook page, your local community, what's up, 
FSJs, What's Up Dawson Creeks pages. Your local hubs. Your, yeah, your local trash talk and hub Facebook pages. And that is where you are going to find all the dirt on people. And if there's someone around the community. Exactly. We see this all the time on we Facebook. Do. Yeah. yeah. So-and-so in a gray sedan, my child told me about this, etc. And then everyone reaches it's out. It's on alert. It actually got to the point with one situation where people had gone out and I believe assaulted an individual who was being called out online for taking photos. Turns out that that person, I believe, had a brain injury, um, was not actually threatening, it, neurodivergent. So sure. it... And unfortunately, he did um, suffer the consequences of not really understanding the appropriate social. Yeah, not really understanding yeah. like that it was in, inappropriate yes. or would make people uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. Number five, be prepared. Have a plan in case of emergency. Make sure your kid knows how to call 911. Practice some scenarios with them in case of an abduction attempt. Um, my eight-year-old, she just thinks she can outrun them. Um, I just... <laughs> Tell her, kick him, kick him in the balls. Because yeah. you know it's going to be a man. My uh, my mom actually fake abducted me as a you, child. You, uh, that tra <laughs> trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's some good trauma. It oh, is. You know it what? was in an IGA oh. in front of people. Yeah. I used to work at an IGA. Oh, well, I was too young. I was part of the cookie club. Oh, oh. If anyone doesn't know what that is, I believe you would get a card, a cookie card, and every time you went into IGA, they would um, hole punch it. You bet, yeah. And get, get a you little a cookie. Hole punch and you got a cookie. <sighs> I would I always get cookies. the sugar meringue ones. I'm an so oatmeal good. chocolate chip girl. Oh, now? Yes. Four-year-old Janelle? Meringue. Um, yeah. We need to talk to that little trauma child. Number six, know your child's whereabouts. Keep track of their activities and whereabouts. I mean, I don't know how people can keep up when you have more than one kid. Um, but consider using GPS tracking devices on smartphones. Um, I do know some people who have even like GPS kids' watches. Interesting. And the kids love the little watches. They can play some music on it, et cetera. But it's got your GPS in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, those are things that did not exist when I was a child. And I do not have children. So I'm not aware of the new safety things. When, when I was a child... <laughs> 40 years ago, <laughs> I think my parents would go on the back porch and they would yell, Sam, Emily, come home, because it'd be getting dark. Or literally when the streetlights turned on in our cul-de-sac, that's when we knew to come home. Yes, the streetlights was definitely my indicator as well. Yes, beautiful times. Uh, dangerous, but beautiful. Mm -hmm. Number seven, stay vigilant. Keep an eye out for suspicious behavior or people in your neighborhood. That I would just attune to... Be aware of your intuition and follow your intuition. Yes. Gut instinct is so real. It is. I'm reading a book right now called The Gift of Fear. Um, it's incredible. And it talks about hundreds of different cases where intuition has saved somebody. Or maybe it didn't save them, but they look back and they're like, oh, I should have. Like, I, I, I knew, but I didn't want to be rude. Or I thought this was weird, but mm, too late. And you're not realizing that your body, your brain's already picking up certain cues, such as, well, why is that person in the stairwell? Because I've never seen them before, and that's why my body feels weird. Or he said he was coming to feed a dog, but he doesn't have any dog food. Like You pick up on these tiny little nuances mm -hmm. that are in your consciousness, but Sometimes you don't want to listen. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to listen. Mm -hmm. 
So unfortunately, like I said, Joseph Andrews has not been seen and his disappearance in this case is still open. Anybody with information is urged to contact the Prince George RCMP. And like we said, if you don't feel comfortable contacting the RCMP, you can do Crime Stoppers. You can post anonymously through um, the Crime Stoppers website as well. Anything. Somebody help. Anything yes. help. Yes. Everything matters. Even if you don't think you saw something, you saw something. Yeah. Somebody knows something. Period. And I know it was 20, like 21 years ago. Yeah. It was so long ago. Um, and like I said, there, you know, are theories that he might still be out there if he was abducted. Um, obviously that's a sad thing. You know, that's that bittersweet thing it, to hope for. Very but, much so because um, what kind of life happened in exactly. those 21 years if he had survived all this time yes. and been abducted and maybe brought into a different family even. Yeah. And it's just, it can be horrific. Yeah. There's so many different circumstances and I am so in tune and understanding that the grief of what if is sometimes so much deeper than the grief of a loss yes because you are constantly in that state of i don't know what happened yeah and you know from personal experience dealing with loss that that difference in knowing what happened maybe even not knowing everything or not knowing why but also versus never knowing never seeing that person again yeah i i i i can sympathize i can't um i've never been in that position so yeah i have never felt that either i mean loss is one thing but that is a whole other deal yeah. could not imagine well let's get out of our little depressed funk here and let's hear a word from our sponsors okay okie dokie Have you ever wondered about the story behind why a monument in Fort St. John was built? Or who started the first hockey tournament in Northern BC? Check out Voices of the Peace, a podcast from NJXCity.ca that answers these questions and more. Host Ted Sloan sits down with the people who make this city and region a great place to live. Go to NJXCity.ca slash voices to find out more. Check out all of our podcasts. Go to NJXCity.ca slash podcasts. Welcome back, Janelle. I'm excited to get spooky with you. I am excited to shake off the sads and Shit. bring in the spooks yes bring me to spooky corner Ooh, oh we should have a little intro music at right some point. like in my butt <laughs> spooky, spooky corner ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> spooky ghosts <laughs> i'm very excited about uh spooky corner a nice new addition since uh r.i.p spencer left us uh Take it away. Take All me right. to it. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to dive in with some local stories mm. um, from some people that have so graciously decided to share their experience. I'm already turned on. And then we can kind of dive into what we think our theories are oh. on this. I always have thoughts on things. Yes. All right. So the first one we have up today is from Trevor D in the mm. community. Big Daddy Thank D. Thank you so much for sharing this story with us. Um, so let's dive in. One night while camping, I opened the door to let my big dog out for a pee. As she was halfway out the door, something spooked her and she tore off into the forest. I jumped out after her to see which direction she went, when I, too, was alarmed about an ominous presence behind me. Never good. Nope. I slowly turned to my right, and although I couldn't see anything, I could feel something half hiding behind a very large pine tree. It was not a bear or a cow, 
but it was very large and dark and stood about seven and a half feet tall. I still couldn't make out the image of it. It was as if my eyes couldn't adjust to focus on the being itself, mm. even though the tree and the actual background remained crisp in my vision. That's interesting. Right? And that's a little spooky. I was not afraid. However, I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't afraid. I was, I was fucking petrified. scared. I was petrified. I mean, valid. I would too. He peed his pants a bit. Oh, yeah. I had never experienced anything like this before, and this creature stank to <gasps> high hell. Worse than an old grizzly bear that doesn't like water and just spent hibernation inside a dumpster behind the <laughs> hospital. That is a rank bear. He really painted a picture. Yeah, he me. really did. I stood there for what seemed like 10 minutes, staring into this void of reality hiding behind a tree. It then vanished. I went back to sleep in the RV, and I had almost forgotten about it all until the next morning when I realized my dog had returned from the forest on her own. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think it is? Well, first off, I'm really glad the dog came back. Oh, yeah. Love dogs. Because we don't want to ever hear about nothing bad when it comes to animals. What if it was the dog? The dog what if the, shape-shifted? What if the dog... What if somebody, honey, I blew up the, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> what if they did the opposite of shrink the dog? What if somebody blew the dog up to seven foot, seven feet tall? I don't know. Uh, it's not that likely, but I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say no. No, nothing is off the table. Off the table. Yeah, 100%. Okay, what do you think about a moose? I, this, the height would make sense because moose are incredibly large. I mean... They can tower over vehicles. They can literally just step over cars if they want to when they're as large as they can get. Um, the idea of a bear as well, like even on its hind legs, you know, could make sense. Mm -hmm. It's that... It's the fact that it was blurry. That's it, yes. And everything was clear in yes. the background for me. It was as if whatever was there did not want him to see it clearly maybe and veiled it, behind uh that's what i'm thinking that mm. it kind of impacted his vision or created some type of veil barrier within the atmosphere maybe a different um plane like yeah, a different like a, almost like a door yes maybe it was like a little portal moment maybe, i, and I that's don't why he couldn't see anything and it just yes. stunk because it was yes. like the waft of something rotten coming i am getting um stranger What's the movie? Stranger Things. Stranger Things vibes. From Ian Hawken. Hawkin. Sure. Apparently. I'm so bad I only saw season one. Don't I have me. only seen one and two. Okay. It's fine. Okay. I haven't seen it all either. But that's what this is giving me. And I don't love that. Um, I don't like it when it's scary. Yeah. And it's not a bear or a cow. Yes. But, which are also scary. <laughs> yes, those are also horrific. Um, something else Never too met a bear I like. that could be a possibility, especially yes, with the you know smell and the fact that it's hiding in the woods. It was not wanting to appear. Um, there is a word for it in the north that I prefer not to say aloud. It starts with an S. Another word for it could be a windigo. Okay. Um, I do also believe that the Deneza actually have their own <gasps> word for it. I can't remember what it is right now. Windigo. Yeah. Oh, the Windigo from the Canadian Encyclopedia, my sixth favorite website, says, and I quote, a Windigo or 
Wendigo is a supernatural being belonging to the spiritual traditions of the Algonquin-speaking First Nations in North America. Mm. They're described as powerful monsters that have a desire to kill and eat their victims. Oh. Right. Okay. Kind of spooky. Okay. And does he say specifically where this took place? But I guess we do know it's on the territory of the Dunezaw peoples. Yes. Because that's where we are. From... I'm assuming it's within the area. He didn't really get too specific. Okay. I'm just definitely assuming it's within the peace area. Nice. Um, I oh. want to find what it's called because there is a different name for the Wendigo for the Deneza okay. people because the other word for it is very common in the south. Wichug? Washugi? Yeah, Washugi? it starts with a W, and I wish I knew how to pronounce it. Well, according to Wikipedia, my 12th favorite website, and I quote, The Washugi is a man-eating creature or evil spirit appearing in the legends of the Athabascan people. And it says, and I quote, In Beaver, Daneza mythology, it is said to be a person who has been possessed or overwhelmed by the power of one of the ancient giant spirit animals related to becoming too strong. These giant animals were crafty, intelligent, powerful, and somehow retained their power despite being transformed into the normal-sized animals of the present day, end quote. Hmm. Right? Ooh, there was a professor who came across one. While speaking with the Dunaza people of the Peace River, which we are, where in. we this are, is hello, us. this is us, hello, um, that's amazing. Okay, okay. Well, it's not great, but it's uh, no, it's terrifying, but it is compelling. It is oh. extremely compelling. And the only way you can kill it is to throw it in a campfire and keep it there overnight until it has melted. Fire usually will get rid of the nasties. Is that because fire, I don't know. Fire is extremely cleansing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very well, cleansing. That heat. Canada has been cleansed this summer, people. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We have been smoke cleansed to the high heavens. We have been on fire since May and it Lit- is September. Literally. Mm. It is just brutal. Okay. Tell me more. These are, these are really cool. Thanks to know. Yeah. You're so welcome. Okay. So the next one is also going to, I didn't want to say my last theory on the first one because this next one, I think might give a little more keys to the puzzle. Okay. 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 So this next story is from an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous from QAnon. Okay. Yeah. Continue. He was an older gentleman and he told me this story. And I was like, oh my God, can I tell this on my podcast? And he was like, yeah, just don't include my name. He saw you and he was like, that bitch gives me spooky vibes and I need to tell her this story. That's what always happens. Uh, I love this for you and for us. Yeah. For me. We'll have the content. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, my brother and our wives went to our camp about three hours west of Hudson's Hope. I first heard that as my brother... And are like, as in they shared wives, <laughs> <laughs> like my brother and our conjoined wives, and our conjoined twin wife. Yes, <laughs> okay, has two heads. All right, I'm not judging. Ten years ago, my brother and our wives went to a camp about three hours west of Hudson's Hope. We had caught quite the catch at our favorite unmentionable fishing stop. 
Oh, fucking classic. Right? Such a classic fisherman. I can't share my spot. This is where I get the good ones. (laughs) Continue, Anonymous. And decided to hang the fish for the night outside the cabin in a small woodshed. Hmm. We had continued the evening with some beverages, crib, and lots of laughs. When we began to settle down and get ready for bed, I heard what sounded like someone running around the outside of the cabin. At first, I thought my brother was taking a leak outside, but he quickly came into my doorframe declaring, did you see that? Playing dumb, I said, no, see what? He followed with saying he believed a bear was outside eating our fish in the shed. Mm -hmm. Great. Being raised in the north, I have a healthy respect for bears, but this yogi was not about to eat our catch. (laughs) We stumbled into our boots and ran outside trying to make as much noise as possible to scare whatever was near our shed whilst also keeping a very safe distance for ourselves. Mm -hmm. The smell of decay and mildew was overwhelming the second we stepped into the porch. We both heard very large cracking and snapping sounds from trees and branches as the spooked Teddy ran off with whatever he could get his grubby paws on. Mm-hmm. Wives calmed, fish saved, no one mauled. We felt pretty damn proud of ourselves that the smell didn't really register as odd until the morning. Mm, yeah, they're like, yeah, we did it. We- <laughs> yeah, they were so stoked. They're like, yeah, screw that bear. And like, then the next day here. they're like, no, wait a second. That was all. That was weird. Why does that bell sm- bear smell so bad? Yeah. Um. So, when my wife and sister-in-law went to pack up the fish from the shed, they found no bear tracks, but fourteen-inch long-shaped footprints with five toe prints, not like ours, as if every toe was the big toe, oh, all Jesus. the same size as the one adjacent to it, kind of like a foot, a genuine. Bigfoot print. Oh my God. All four of us saw it. Haven't heard or smelt anything similar in the area since, but I know I'm not the only hunter up here who has experienced the big one. Do I? Okay. So they found, okay, they went to pack up the fish. I wonder if any of the fish were gone. I, I feel that they probably were. He, okay. he had mentioned the way that he described the rope to me that they had hung in the shed. Yeah was that he had about eight sets of fish. Okay. Because I believe he had, like, a rope where he had tied, like, four fish together. So there's probably, like, uh-huh. eight okay, sets okay, okay. of four okay, is what okay. I'm assuming. I don't fish. Uh, I mean, I have. Fish aren't real. Recreationally, but nothing, like, to this extent. Um, so he had mentioned that just one side there was a was two bundles gone, I believe okay. is what he had mentioned. So a little so snack, they snack did happen. take something. For sure. So, I mean... Bigfoot has to eat, too. Bigfoot gotta eat. And I very much so believe in the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, the Sam Squanch, if you're a Trailer Park Boys fan. I'm into it. Um, I believe anything anyone tells me. So, let's let's go with it. The thing is, is you're in your own reality at every time of the day. And whatever you want your reality to be, done. That's why I have the best life. (laughs) <laughs> exactly it's cool because i make it cool okay let's t- talk about the foot um i first of all i would like to say that um we're not foot shaming or toe th- shaming or anything like that but he's talking about toes and i would be remiss to show you 
my thumbs that look exactly like toes. You got clubbed thumbs. I have clubbed thumbs. Oh, I have toe man. thumbs. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, call, hey. me, call me Bigfoot, call me toe thumbs, whatever you want. Little, little foot. So, oh, land before time. So it sounds like a big footprint with each of the toes was the same size. God. So it's not like a it big was toe to a little had, toe. Yeah, it was like not a an ascension. It was all big toes the same size i would feel that that would give an insane amount of strength on the push-off to run if you had all the okay same um size. so i'm just googling tracking the legend of bigfoot to look at some photos and it is more yeah it's um around in the middle and the toes are actually all kind of similar or like a club foot or like rounder not 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 so much like a human foot but right like there's no rounder. arch really it seems as if it they have a flat foot yeah almost hey yeah okay okay all right i mean there's somebody in terrace bc who i think believes that they have a bigfoot mold from the terra from the terrastandard.com we have a local Bigfoot finder named Larry who cast a footprint in 2008 and it shows this photo and we'll, uh, I'm going to save that for our little Instagram schmam because I, I don't hate it. I, I'm, it. It's sounding like what they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So people have been spotting these feet print, not just in the Northeast, bc but also in the northwest bc the pacific northwest definitely i mean the original cryptid of sasquatch or bigfoot is centered in the pacific northwest seriously yes when you go to washington it's all bigfoot memorabilia it's hilarious when i was in seattle i got a bigfoot hat because Good. it's like the thing you're i would also like to point out that your husband is is he basically is bigfoot. bigfoot he is we also put a photo of him on the drive <laughs> i have a photo of him when we were in banff of him hiding in the woods Jesus. because we thought it would be hilarious so i can send us that. yes send 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 that hard um okay cool so we definitely have maybe in the second one i'm feeling bigfoot vibes i'm definitely feeling some bigfoot vibes definitely in the second one yeah first one i'm getting more of a, a sinister yes vibe like say the what was that it called again the um not the witchabo the uh oh i'm you butchering it the windigo yes the windigo yes i there are just so many terrifying stories of them as well as their other surname as i said that starts with an s that i just refuse to speak okay, aloud the, the put into the ether yes thou that shall not be named mm -hmm. Voldemort janelle this i have to say is probably going to be my favorite corner now i am here for this i'm queer for this let's go I let's go i want to hear more i can't I want wait to know what is happening in the spooky parts of our community yes uh you put out a post on our like I was saying before, our trashy little social media pages, our little you Facebook bet. pages where people are naming each other. 
Janelle goes out there and she asks for some spooky stories. And let me tell you, people were yes. responding. You guys have delivered. They were horny for this corner. Yes. They, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to share more stories from the community. Yeah. I'm excited to get more stories given to us from the community. I'm excited to share with you a ghost story that my dad wrote that was published in a book. Oh. And also, I'm very interested to connect you with a gentleman who I met when I was grave hunting who told me about meeting a woman in the bush who gave him her phone number. He later on calls it. He gets NASA. NASA picks up the phone and he's like, I'm looking for so-and-so. They're like, she's passed on. She died. But we have her number for her daughter. So they got him in contact with the daughter. I need to know more. Yeah. And I'll give you his number. Please. Oh, I'll give everyone his number. Seems like he's out there. He wants it. He, he's ready to share. Okay, well, Janelle, let's wrap this bad boy up. Where can we find you on social media if the listeners want to give you a little ad, baby? Janelle666 on oh. Twitter. Oh, spooky. <laughs> See? Um, add me on Facebook. Janelle okay. Lapushinsky. Best place to contact me if you want to share anything. Awesome. I'm not too vibrant on any of the other socials, so definitely the best place to reach me. Okay. Well, hit Janelle up there on Facebook. You can hit me up on Instagram because that's basically the only place I live socially, um, media-wise, at E to the underscore G. And you can follow the podcast there as well. Secrets of the North underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. DM us, babies. Tell us some spooky stuff. Tell us more. Give me your haunts. Give me your ghouls. Give me your ghosties and bogeys. Make it up. I don't care. Tell it to yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know. You're fibbing. Sh- to us, it's I'll know. real. I'll know. Oh, yeah. I'll I'm know. basically a witch, so I'll know. Okay. Well, I love you, Janelle. I love you. This has been so much fun. I love you. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. Bye, spooky little bitch. I love you. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.